The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm so excited to have some guests today from Cancer Connection in Northampton. One of them is Chelsea Klein, the Executive Director. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. We're on a whirlwind tour this week, so this just makes my week even better. And Sherry LeBlonde, hello. Hello, nice to be here. Yeah, it's nice to meet you and have you here. Um, And so, Cancer Connection, I know that I've had you on before, but I've had neither of you on before. Um, So for people that haven't heard or don't know at all about Cancer Connection, can you tell me, Chelsea, a little bit about what Cancer Connection is and um, how it serves a community? Absolutely. So we have been around for over 20 years. We were founded by Deb Orgera and Jackie Walker, who had a vision of creating a warm haven for people with cancer, people who are going through a cancer diagnosis, and their caregivers and their loved ones to come and talk and be supported and receive free services. And that vision, that mission has lived on, like I said, for over 20 years in right in Northampton. We have a center right across from Cooley Dickinson Hospital at 41 Locust Street where we have free integrative therapies such as massage and Reiki and reflexology and acupuncture. We have support groups and we have one-on-one emotional support known as befriending. That's one of our signature programs. And we have fun things like knitting or writing. And we also have a thrift store on South Street, which is an award-winning thrift store. So we have been a presence in Western Mass for quite a while. And thanks to Monty Belmonte, we are hopefully pretty well known because we have been very well supported by the community and by Monty's camp out over the years. So we are very, very uh, grateful for all the support that we've had, and we are excited to continue to provide services in Western Mass. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people do know you because of Monty. I mean, thank goodness so much for the camp out that happened um, on the courthouse lawn forever uh, in downtown Northampton. And by forever, I mean about 13 years, right? Um, Out on the courthouse lawn in freezing conditions. Um, I definitely did not camp out. I visited the campers, um, but there were a lot of tents there um, back in the day for sure. And I think that is something that really helped to elevate your mission, you know, the nonprofit, what you do, and, you know, for people that maybe aren't going through a cancer diagnosis to really know and understand um, about Cancer Connection. And you said something that I think really um, sort of just like highlights what you do in your mission, and that's the word free. Um, And in healthcare right now, you know, it's one of the things that obviously politicians in Washington are really interested in, in helping with because, you know, between inflation and the economy and the cost of just being alive, health care is ridiculous. Right. So will you talk a little bit about your services and what free actually means at Cancer Connection? Absolutely. And I wouldn't say that all politicians are concerned about helping that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, one in particular is working on it right now. So at least there's a few. <laughs> right. Maybe not all. Right. Well, our services and supports are meant to be... Um, s- sort of filling in the gaps that our healthcare system is not providing. So the emotional support and some of the integrative therapies that we offer can alleviate some of the symptoms that go along with a cancer treatment. Um, they can relieve nausea or fatigue or just provide like a like sort of a, a comfort for people and that warm kind of loving touch that, that they might be missing. Um, and also being in community with people who are going through a similar situation or might have some expertise to share or who are on the other side of things, that can be a normal comforting and helpful to people. And so what are some of the services 
that you provide? Well, we have a whole variety of support groups for people that are in either as caregivers or in, um, we have like an all cancer group or we have uh, we have a variety of support groups. Actually, Sherry can probably tell you more about the different support groups that we have. We have some free programs um, that will be like a special program. Like we have Paul Sustix from Paul and Elizabeth's who has been offering cooking workshops, a plant-based cooking workshops for people to learn how to create more nourishing foods as people are going through treatment. Um, and that was something that I just got an email about um, because I'm on your mailing list and I was like oh I want to go to that but of course you know I probably can't go to that because I'm not a participant right now but that's amazing right to be able to go in and have that as a service that's offered it's like a you know tertiary or not something that you think about when someone's going through a cancer diagnosis but something that's really important for whole health and wellness Exactly, exactly. And Paul decided to offer that workshop because his own daughter was diagnosed and he was um, able to spend some time caring for her and cooking for her. And that gave him the idea to return once he was when she had gone through her treatment and was recovered. He had the idea of of teaching people in Western Mass how to make make those foods and to care for their people who are going through treatment. And he's been feeding and nourishing so many people in Western Massachusetts, I think, for 43 years in Thorns Marketplace. So. Thank you so much for for Paul. Paul um, is amazing. And Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. And not to spoil it, and I know we're going to get there later, but it's all, he's also going to show up at the bed in. Yes, he um, will. Yeah. So I'm excited about his his food there for sure. Right. So we have those free special programs. We have free support groups, and we have free integrative therapies. Like I mentioned, we have acupuncture and massage and Reiki and reflexology and energy balancing and calming strategies. Sherry can probably say a little bit more about those as well. And we have that one-on-one emotional support known as befriending. So if someone is feeling like they need a friendly ear or they need to kind of troubleshoot or they need to really be thinking about um, how to kind of go forward with a decision that's related to their care or however they need to be supported in their cancer journey, um, befrienders are there for them on the phone or in person. And we're lucky to have Sherry LeBlanc with us today because she is a befriender and she can share more about what her job actually is and how that how she's able to support people in the community. Yeah, and please do, Sherry. I mean, befriending is such a cool term that I've never heard outside of Cancer Connection conversation. So if you want to talk a little bit about what it means to be a befriender, that would be amazing. Yeah, it's kind of a unique it's kind of a unique service that we offer at Cancer Connection. There're not a lot of um, organizations that do that. And befrienders uh, they're two main things that befrienders do. Once, one, uh, very importantly, they register everybody for services and programs that Chelsea just talked about. So if you're interested in a service or program and you're eligible, uh, you can give us a call, press one for the befriender line, and we'll get you registered, just the one time only, for all our programs and services. But like Chelsea said, the second really important thing that befrienders do is they're there for you. Um, Most of our befrienders, or all of our befrienders, are either a cancer survivor, so they've had a diagnosis of their of their own, including myself, or they've cared for somebody, a loved one who's had cancer. So they've been there, and they get it. So when you talk to a, a befriender, uh, we're trained to be excellent listeners, and uh, all our conversations are confidential, of course. Um, but it just allows you to be f- feeling a little less lonely, a little less isolated. I I had a cancer diagnosis two years ago. Uh, a year into the pandemic. I also had just moved to the Valley. So I was feeling a little isolated and alone myself. And someone told me about uh, Cancer Connection and 
they were a godsend. Um, they just made me feel like I could get through it and I'd be okay. Um, I used the calming strategies, which is really working with somebody on guided relaxation and meditation, whatever works for you. And that kind of slowed my mind down. You're kind of in crisis mode when you go through a cancer diagnosis. It, it, but on top of that, you have to make these very important you know, life decisions. So they just kind of helped me uh, make those decisions a little better, um, gave me that support for that. I joined one of the support groups and uh, the folks in the support group were wonderful, became my wonderful friends and helped me get through. And um, I joined the music and movement class. We have lots of exercise classes as well, like Qigong yoga, Feldenkrais, um, I mentioned music and movement. Um, and these are just wonderful gentle classes that just help you get moving, whether you're in the middle of treatment or post-treatment, um, which just feel great. So, um, yeah, so Cancer Connection, and I and also got befriending too. So I got to talk to somebody who had gone to the other side, gotten to the other side of treatment, and that felt great too. I felt very hungry to talk to somebody who had kind of found normal again because having a cancer diagnosis pretty much turns your life upside down. Mm -hmm. So I w wasn't sure I would ever feel okay again. And um, I, I, I got that hope. I got that reassurance through Cancer Connection. So eventually, uh, they had a, a job come up for as a befriender, and I thought, hey, here's my chance to give back what was given to me. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been a befriender since the beginning of the year, and I love it. It's one of the most meaningful things I've ever done in my life, absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah. And I think it's great. I think it's great that you have a, a personal story with cancer and moving to the valley and finding cancer connection and having a personal connection with cancer connection. I mean, it just seems like what a great spot for you to be in and an opportunity for you to give back to the community and to cancer connection um, in a really deep and meaningful way. Absolutely. Um, so thank you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being brave and, and telling us your story, too, because it's it's personal, right? I mean, it's it's exposing and it's um, vulnerable. And so how are you feeling now, like coming out of your diagnosis? And are you is it considered remission? Are you? Yeah, my prognosis is, is very good. They, they caught it early. I'm past treatment. Um, I'm just kind of in that screening and prevention phase. And that's another reason why, you know, workshops like Paul's, um, some of our other, uh, we have support groups for specifically people who are past treatment as well, because you get through treatment and then there's that big what now moment. So yeah. uh, we, we support people in that space too. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. We're already at our first break. That went fast. But you're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Chelsea Klein and Sherry LeBlanc from Cancer Connection. And we'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm joined today with my friends from Cancer Connection, Chelsea Klein, who's the executive director, Sherry LeBlond, who is a former participant and uh, current staff member, a.k.a. befriender, 
and Howard Hanna just joined us. We just found him in the hallway roaming around, <laughs> um, who is a board member for Cancer Connection. So welcome, Howard. Thanks, Tara. Yeah, it's nice to see you again. It's good to be here. Yeah, Howard, um, we had met previous to this, and I was trying to remember from where, and luckily Howard remembered that we had met at a Cancer Connection event at Quanquant Farm in Waitley for a book signing. Yeah, Cancer Connection puts on a lot of memorable events. That I was, was one of them. going to say, yeah. So um, the book signing was by a participant of Cancer Connection. Can someone talk a little bit more about that? Because I think the book is still for sale, yes? Absolutely. It's called Words to Live By, and it was curated by one of our longtime participants who is a part of the men's group. His name is John Boss, and also the woman who runs our Spirit of the Written Word support group which is still going after many years. Her name is Pam Roberts. And they curated works from local writers, from people who are part of Cancer Connection, people who are outside of Cancer Connection. And it's all writings that are connected to really, I think, living and being present um, and finding healing and also being a caregiver and going through grief. So it sort of spans all the sort of threads that are connected to Cancer Connection. And this book is for sale. You can get it at our thrift store on South street you can also buy it on our website and we also bring it to all of our events so if you're interested come to one of our events and you can buy a words to live by book we need to bring some to the bed in i think yeah for sure um because i gave my copy away to someone so i need to buy another one clearly we'll get you another one tara (laughs) okay good (laughs) yeah maybe that could be one of our people that read to me in in bed um at the bed in um they can read from that book maybe i love that idea yeah we're gonna have some real fun at the bed in and i love it that i keep teasing everyone to listen to the end so we can really talk about the bed in on september 8th um which we will do in a little bit but howard um i would love to talk to you a little bit about how you found cancer connection and what your role is at the center yeah, that's a, a bit of a long story. It was, uh, <laughs> well, we probably have eight more minutes in this segment, so if you want to go for it, I would say go for it. Great. Um, well, about eight years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, terminal brain cancer. And if people aren't aware of what you go through with a terminal brain cancer, for me, the first line of treatment was uh, uh, brain surgery. And so it takes a little while to recover from brain surgery. And um, over the next year or two, uh, I was recommended to um, and told about cancer condition. So it was probably early 2017 when I uh, went to Cancer Connection for the first time and uh, met up with the all cancer support group. And from then on, it's been uh, an amazing journey. Nice. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, um, you know, it's it's so interesting because you're sitting here and you look great. <laughs> and Sherry, you look great too. You know, I mean, cancer survivors aren't necessarily what people think about them, right? I mean, you know, you're both survivors. You're both here. Um, hopefully, Howard, you're in remission at this point, or are you still in? Just stable tr- for stable. now. Stable. Yeah, there's no cure for my cancer. Okay. Yeah, so that brings up a whole bunch of other um, things that uh, a lot of cancer patients have to deal with, which is including, like me, myself, I'm a, I'm a father with two young kids. And when I was first diagnosed, they were five and three. 
think. And so it's been eight years. And over the course of those years, um, I've had to do uh, a lot of explaining to them. And uh, typically, it's one thing to talk to adults about cancer and or terminal cancer, to be exact. It's another thing to talk about with children, uh, especially your own children. Mm. Um, and uh, I got a lot of support from, uh, well, from my support group. Uh, that was very helpful to be able to talk with uh, a bunch of adults who had also had children. Uh, and so after you know several support groups, um, I sort of worked up the courage to talk to my kids about that. And for a father with young kids, uh, I had to think creatively about how to discuss mm -hmm. that with my kids. And I didn't want to be the one who would bring it up to them. I allowed, waited for them to, um, to ask me, mm -hmm. like, well, what does that mean that you have to go to the doctor's appointment? What, what, why are you going out to Boston again? And I had to explain to them, well, I have cancer. And they're like, well, w w what's that? And I was like, it's sort of like a weed that grows in the garden. And there's different types, uh, di different methods to control those weeds. And one way is you just like pull them out with your hands. It's like, that's pretty much what surgery is. You just pull it out. <laughs> uh, another way is like chemotherapy. And that's like when you spray it with a weed killer. And I was like, and then the other way is radiation. That's like when you just shoot them with a laser. <laughs> and so my, my son, who was five at the time, really understood that part. So <laughs> it's an interesting way of explaining cancer and cancer treatment to the children. And did you come up with that methodology or the explanation <laughs> on your own? Or was I, that kind of born out of your support group? I just friends? kind of made it up at the moment. Yeah. The moment, yeah. I'm feeling like a children's book um, from that storytelling, you know, just in my mind, because I'm a mom of kids, too. I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Um, and just thinking about your storytelling and how hard it must be for you to ha have to do that, have had to do that, um, and the creative way that you came up with. Yeah, there's... Uh, my kids are... They just turned 10 and 12, Um their, their birthdays are in August, just like me. So it's like a pride of the Leos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and with, with the Cancer Connection support group, something that we have to really address and, and talk about and reflect on is eventual death for everyone. And at times, we've lost some of the members in the support group. Um, but many of us are still still alive and still able to, to like talk and remember all our friends. Uh, and my children asked recently, probably last year, um, well, how long do you have to live? And I think that comes from kids just being kids and around their friends and with their, with their parent talking about um, cancer sort of openly with a community. Um, it was a, it was, at first, a um, sort of striking uh, question by the kids, and I really tried to think, how do I explain this one to my 10 and 12-year-old? And I thought the best way to do it um, was to another, what I thought at the time was like age-appropriate uh, explanation. And I said, well, you know, I think when you die, 
you just go back to the same place you were before you were born. So it's not like you're going away somewhere you don't know. You've already been there. You just don't remember it. <laughs> and they seem to like that one. Yeah, I I like that one a lot, too. And, you know, for me, my mom um, died when I was 16. Um, so I was a senior in high school, and she died of stage 4 ovarian cancer. And that was 1997, so Cancer Connection wasn't around at that point. Um, but... I, you know, similarly to you, I talk about death a lot. Like I talk about people who aren't here a lot because for me, like my mom, my grandma, my grandpa were three really important people to me that didn't get to meet my kids. And so I want to like, you know, remember them and talk about them. And so we talk a lot about death and angels and people and like, where are they and and what does it mean? And so I think it's good um, for kids to think about that stuff, you know, and to really have like an essence or a, a knowing about impermanence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was changing the brakes on my car one night and it was bedtime for the kids and they don't always want to go to bed. Sometimes. Kids never want to go to bed, <laughs> ever. My kids, he, Charlie, my seven-year-old, was up until like 9.45 last night. I'm like, please. And then he climbed yep. into bed with me at 5.30 this morning. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Like, what is the matter with you? So uh, one of the tactics my kids use to uh, stay up a little longer is to suddenly uh, be interested in the project that dad's working on. And so my son was like, can I help you? change the brakes on the car and I was like what are we gonna do <laughs> sure come on out and give me a hand because uh the other option would have been like no you gotta go to bed and then you know then I have to stop working and help him get to bed uh so I thought you know what we'll give him about a half an hour out here helping me with the brakes um and as we're like taking off the tire and like getting our hands dirty I've got him holding a socket and stuff and like removing the nuts and bolts he says how do, how do you know how to change the brakes on your car? And I said, well, I learned that from a family friend um, who used to own a garage. And uh, he said, well, where where is he now? And I was like, oh, he passed away. And he, question, my son keeps questioning me, how did he die? And I was like, he had stomach cancer. He's like, well, where is he now? And I said, well, I think he's in all of us. Like, I... Because I knew him, I know how to change the brakes on my car. He taught me that. So in a way, he lives on through me. And now that you know how to change the brakes on the car, he'll also live on through you. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. You're welcome. And I think I think it it is important to keep people's memories alive um, and pass it on um, to people uh, so that they do live on forever. Um, but unfortunately, we're already at our second stopping point, so we're going to take a break. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Cancer Connection, Chelsea Klein, Sherry LeBlonde, and Howard Hanna. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm joined with some friends today from Cancer Connection on Locust Street in Northampton. 
also on South Street in Northampton. If you know about the Cancer Connection thrift store, who doesn't? It's I a great know. Fifth Joan Holiday. <laughs> should get there if you haven't been there because it is a gem. It's a real treasure. Um, I have a great personal story. That I'm just going to drop right here about a fashion show that I was in at the thrift store one day. So I don't know if that's coming back at all, but. I would like to um, put a plug in for that because it was quite marvelous coming down that grand staircase with my thrift store finest on um, to some cheering fans down at the bottom and it was quite fancy. And I think the highlight of that was probably meeting Miss Senior... Massachusetts, and I'm not remembering her name, but she is a friend of Cancer Connection, so you all should look her up and find her because she was quite fabulous that day. So, um, But anyways, I'm here with Chelsea Klein and Sherry LeBlonde and Howard Hanna, and we were just hearing some personal stories from Sherry and Howard, so thank you both for being exposing and open um, with yourselves and your stories and sharing them. I really appreciate you both being here. Um, and doing that. Um, and also, I wanted to ask Howard, because I just learned that you're also now a board member for Cancer Connection. Yes. Yeah. So how did that happen? I feel like both of you, both Sherry and Howard, are <laughs> like you have all these great multiple ways that you've connected and you've just increased your um, connections and capacity with the organization. So what's it like being a board member and how did that happen? It was a wonderful and unexpected uh, invitation. Um, after about two years of regularly attending the support groups, uh, I think I got a little better at, at speaking about cancer. And I was invited to um, tell a personal story at the 2019 Harvest Dinner uh, for Cancer Connection. And I was talking in front of 200 people or so, uh, a personal story that I had never shared before to more than like three or four people in my group. Um, but after lots of practice and encouragement from my support group, standing there and uh, many times using the uh, integrated uh, integrative therapist at Cancer Connection with like massage and at times meditation. Um, I worked up the courage to um, craft a speech and give it then. And afterwards I was uh, invited to um, become a board member or apply to be a board member. And so I joined in late 2019 uh, and took the clerk position. Um, Joined we, and took a position. That's yeah, very good. Yeah. They uh, really got you right from the start. They did get me from the start. <laughs> and just like regular life, things went for a real big twist there right yeah. after. Because just as soon as I started, everything shut down due to COVID. And that was a very interesting time for, uh, well, the world itself. Yeah. But... Um, really locally all our local businesses and uh for cancer connection too we all um uh went through a lot let's say and as things were shutting down i think uh cancer connection uh really had a strong presence in the community i think the community really um supported us at the time uh and we were able to uh, get stable and really sort of grow during, or how would I say that? 
shift um, change shift. Yeah. yeah 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 expand services online pivot yeah oh you guys have all of those <laughs> <laughs> clever ways of yeah saying things. you know we're that's what we're here for that's what friends are for right yeah fill in the blanks so chelsea do you want to talk a little bit about how those services expanded or how you were able to kind of pivot in covid sure well all of our services before covid had all been in person and then during COVID, the staff was able to very quickly and nimbly shift things to be entirely online or over the phone. And we've actually been able to expand our services and increase our reach or expand our reach because of those lessons that we learned. So befriending used to be entirely in person, and now we're able to support more people over the phone or also welcome them into the center if that's their preference. And also our support groups are now um, either entirely online or they are hybrid. We were very grateful to Norseman Audiovisual to um, donate um, their services and consulting and setting up a whole hybrid um, virtual conferencing system for us. That was the cost of which was covered by an anonymous donor. So we have a huge screen and microphone and camera set up right in our living room. So every support group that meets in our living room can also be hybrid and welcome people for, from wherever they might be, if they're in bed, if they're in the car, wherever they need to, wherever they need to be, they can join one of our groups. Um, and what's great about expanding our reach is that however some, wherever someone is in their treatment or wherever they are geographically, they can, they can join us. And Sherry, as a befriender, I would, I'm, I would love to hear what you have to say about speaking to people over the phone or welcoming, welcoming them into the center and how that's been working. Yeah, I can, I can back up a little bit and just say as a participant, when I got my diagnosis, my breast cancer diagnosis um, in um, 20, uh, 2021, um, so I was just a participant. I wasn't a befriender quite yet. And so uh, Cancer Connection, uh, you know, obviously what Chelsea said, they didn't have the in-person services anymore. So when I approached them for help, they, they, they still offered me a wonderful menu of services. It was all over the phone and on Zoom, but it still was amazing and critical. And so it's really exciting to me to see all of our other in-person services coming back and how exciting that is for a lot of the support groups to see each other in person for the first time sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my understanding is um, I've, I've been a befriender since the beginning of this year. And uh, so my understanding is that our befriending program was a lot in person, which is wonderful and it still is. But because they had to switch mostly to reaching out to people over the phone, what we discovered was that there was actually a real need for that, not just because people were concerned about COVID and the pandemic, but people were in different states of treatment. People were in different places. They were in hospitals. They were, you know, in different spots where they needed someone to talk to. And so suddenly that befriending program exploded during the pandemic. And obviously the stresses of the pandemic didn't help on top of you know a diagnosis or treatment um, or caring for somebody that you cared about and, and being worried about what COVID would mean to somebody who's in treatment, um, which is pretty serious. You tend to be immunocompromised often. So yeah, so it, it just, it developed into um, a, a much more rich um, connected service in, in many ways. And so even to this day, even though I see people in person at the center, I probably make maybe 30 calls a week and I work part-time. I only work about 15 hours. You can imagine how many phone calls and emails that I do in a week. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. 
That's wonderful. And are most of the people that are calling in, coming in, um, getting your services, are they local? Are they in Western Mass? Are they in the state? Are they outside? I mean, how far is the reach? We mostly focus on people who are in the Pioneer Valley, um, but occasionally we do uh, talk to people who might be in Brattleboro. Uh, just over the border in Vermont. Um, I know that sometimes we've talked to people who are in, in New Hampshire once in a while. Um, it's a very hyper-local service that we provide, but occasionally, yeah, if somebody really needs us, we'll, we'll step up. And have you found other cancer connections around? Like, are other people doing this type of service? You know what I have noticed um, in my short time of being a participant and being a staff member is that, well, number one, we're very, very unique in the things that we offer, including befriending is a very unique service, too. Um, But since I've been involved with Cancer Connection, I've noticed that hospitals now are starting to include packages of integrated services like acupuncture and massage. Uh, Some other nonprofits are starting to offer those, that peer mentoring. So I think Cancer Connection has been doing it for a very long time, and I think people are catching up to the fact that this, these are gaps, like Chelsea said, in the medical and our healthcare system that need to be filled. So the more the better is what I say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that it's free is a really great um, piece for everyone to know. Here we are again. Time to take another break. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show, and I'm here today with my friends from Cancer Connection. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with my guests from Cancer Connection, Chelsea Klein and Sherry LeBlonde. And unfortunately, Howard just had to leave. He was last to show up and first to go. It's a good mode for parties and things, but I'm going to have to follow that next time I remember to. Um, But before Howard left, he had said something really interesting about befriending in the pandemic. And Sherry, I don't know if you want to summarize it for us, but it was really beautiful. Yeah, I wish I could say it as well as Howard did. Um, He just talked about how when you have cancer, it's a very isolating, very lonely experience at times, even when you're surrounded by wonderful family and friends. And during the pandemic, that was especially so. So when he would get a call from a befriender, and that's often what we do is we we call and we check in on people. We don't just talk to you once. Uh, We'll say, hey, can we call you and check in next week? And we're thinking of you and uh, we'll we'll follow up if, hey, how did that that appointment go? Uh, You know, how are you feeling this week? So he would get a call like that. And someone would say, hey, Howard, this is, you know, Sherry from Cancer Connection. How are you feeling? Or how, how's it going? And it just meant the world to him because he felt a little less lonely in that moment. Yeah. So someone was checking on him. Someone was thinking of him. Yeah. So Sometimes yeah. that's not all it takes, but that's all it takes to, to feel yeah. loved or tethered to earth or important. Um yeah. to give yourself a meaning um, to make it through that day. So thank you so much for doing that, and thank you for summarizing Howard's words. I would um, imagine, too, that when someone is going through cancer, having somebody who's also had experience with it is a real lifeline. Also, there's probably a thing where you don't always want to burden your loved ones. That's exactly right. And, w- yeah, what's nice is that you can you can say it all with us. And there's, there's no strange reaction or judgment or you don't have to worry about stressing us out <laughs> or worrying us. Um, we're just there to listen and uh, make you feel validated in many ways. What a great so. service. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's free. 
I think that's one thing that we need to keep pushing to. Um, and so we've come to the point where we finally get to talk about the bed-in. Um, so as we mentioned before, Monty Belmonte, um, our much-beloved hero of the Valley, um, a former host on the station, um, he has passed the torch um, to me. I'm very excited to be taking up the torch and um, being a partner with Cancer Connection in this. We're going to do the bed-in. It's going to be coming up next Friday on the 8th, um, September 8th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Greenfield Savings Bank is very generously allowing me to be in a bed in the bank branch at on Hadley, let's see, 140 Russell Street, which is Route 9 in Hadley. Um, and so I am pretty excited to be doing this. Um, Chelsea is going to be there. We have a lot of friends that are going to be there. Chelsea, do you want to talk a little bit about um, the bed-in next Friday and, and what people can look forward to? Absolutely. The bed-in is an opportunity for the community to help Cancer Connection to continue providing all of these free services to people who are going through cancer and their caregivers. So this is a really important event because... It is fun, and it's going to be happening all day, and it's a way for us to keep helping even more people in the Pioneer Valley and beyond, as Sherry shared. So we will be at the Hadley branch of Greenfield Savings Bank on Route 9 from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Friday, September 8th, and we would love it if people would stop by. We would love it if people would bring a friend, and we would really love it if people would make a donation. So you can make a donation that day at the Hadley branch of Greenfield Savings Bank, or you can call us at Cancer Connection, 413-586-1642, or go to our website, cancer-connection.org. And so Greenfield Savings Bank not only is allowing us to be in the branch um, in a bed all day long, allowing people to come in and just having like a happy old time of making donations and bringing food and playing music and getting into bed and maybe having some services from Cancer Connection happening. Um, I, I don't even know. We haven't even really had all of the, the schedule lined up, but it's already looking like a really fun time in person. But GSB is also giving us $15,000 um, as a really generous challenge to start us off with. So we already have $15,000 um, in in the pot um, and they're putting it up as a match. So if we can collect another $15,000, that's basically like someone doubling their donation when they make one. Um, so hopefully we can get to 30. Our goal is 50, um, which is only 20,000 more, yep. which I think we can absolutely totally do for Cancer Connection. Yep. We just got another $500 challenge grant just this morning. Amazing. So we have all all kinds of amazing support coming in, but we need more to keep our services free. Yeah, and so you can also donate online at cancer dash connection.org that's right, right. yeah right. so if you can't join us in person you can also make a donation online and we are accepting donations now so if you want to just open up your phone and make that donation you can do that um but as chelsea said i would love it you would love it everybody would love it if you came down and actually experienced it for yourself we're going to be doing it live on facebook so is it your facebook yeah cancer, it's Connection? cancer connections facebook page but if you go to our website and you go to our special events tab you can find out how to log on to the Facebook Live and see what's going on. Perfect. And um, it is going to be a lot of fun. I'm kind of feeling a little like Jerry Lewis telethon-ish. <laughs> um, there's going to be outfits, the gazebo um, in Northampton that does a lot of mastectomy um, work for people that have experienced bra that. Yeah, bra fittings. Um, what about your bed? 
Um, my bed is going to come from Andy's Oak Shop in Greenfield, of course. Um, some pillows and sheets and things, so I don't have to bring my own bed from home because my husband and children might have issue with that. <laughs> um, and we do have some other sponsors. That's right. We actually will have food from Paul and Elizabeth that day and also from Texas Roadhouse. We are also very grateful to Cooley Dickinson Hospital for their support. We will also have support from Tandem Bagels and Visage. I think you'll have some fun wigs that day oh, from yeah. Visage. I'm really excited. So Barbara Jean Ween, who people might know from being the owner of Visage, Mm -hmm. um, which is a hair salon in Northampton um, on the second floor, also does a lot of wig consultations and fittings for people not only that have experienced hair loss through a cancer diagnosis, but also just from having hair loss when you're aging or or whatever. So Mm -hmm. she has a whole beautiful array of wigs, and I'm looking forward to putting on some wigs that day to really show what it could look like. Yes, and we'll have we'll be very caffeinated from Dean's Beans Organic Coffee. They will be providing coffee that day and also some support. And we also have support from the Daily Hampshire Gazette. We are very grateful for that. And Norseman Audiovisual will be setting us up to do the Facebook live streaming. And also Wall Family Dentistry has supported us. So we have an pretty amazing list of sponsors that are supporting us, but it's not too late. If someone's interested in becoming a sponsor, they should give us a call. Yes, yes. And you can also make a donation online and just put in um, where it's going and what it's for. And um, someone from Cancer Connection will get in touch with you. And also the radio stations. We have a lot of radio station love. Um, not only this station, um, but uh, the iHeart radio station. Yep. Air Country. Bear Country. We just had a blast with Kevin up there recording that ad. Poor Kevin. (laughs) He he was our guinea pig for our um, ad recording. But, you know, I really think that the the glorious thing about this event is that it takes a village, right? It it really does. It takes a community like ours to really put on an event like this and be a part of what makes this place great. And providing help, providing services. They're free. I mean, you know, we've heard today that the cancer diagnosis is really um, alienating and difficult, but, you know, there are things that you can do to make yourself feel better, to prop yourself up, to, to not make it seem like you're going it alone. And that's really what Cancer Connection is doing. Um, so I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Tara. Yeah. We really appreciate you and all of your amazing support. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm glad to be a part of it and, and doing my piece. And really, you know, I really do want to just say thank you to Monty because we're also going on the fabulous 413, which I'm pretty excited about. So, Monty, we wouldn't be able to do it without you. And speaking of the sponsors of this show, we wouldn't be able to do it without them either. So Greenfield Savings Bank, we've already given you so much love, but uh, that's what being a mutual bank is all about. Um, and thank <laughs> you to WRSI and WHMP for your amazing support. We are so grateful. <laughs> you are most welcome. Um, also, thank you to Craig De La Pena, um, who is a sponsor of the show. He is a Murphy's realtor and also owns Sugar Maple Trailside Inn in Florence with his wife, Kathy. Thank you so much. And also Business West for giving us all of that wonderful reporting and news all up and down uh, 91. The events they do, the newspapers that come out, um, all of the great editorials. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. We couldn't do it without you. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I was joined today with Cancer Connection, Chelsea Klein, the Executive Director, and Sherry LeBlonde, who is a former participant and a befriender staff member there. Thank you so much. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. 